Hey, hey, hey! Welcome to Be the Salt podcast, where we share the kindness and goodness of Jesus so you can experience the flavor and taste of heaven here on earth. I am your host, Anu Varghese. This is season one of Be the Salt podcast. This season is called In the Potter's Hands. Everyone has a story. And in our story, we go through mountaintops and valleys. Our seasons of being in the valley, whatever it may be, illness, broken relationships, losing a loved one, struggling with mental illness, or life in itself, there is always a lesson we learn. There is always a part of us that will never be the same because of our experience. In this podcast, I want to introduce some real-life heroes who walk through their valleys. As they talk about their life lessons, together we are hoping to speak to your soul so you will not only endure a hard season, but you will sow, you will grow and thrive. So let's jump right in. In today's episode, I'm introducing Sybil Thomas. Sybil is the first lady of my church, a close friend, a prayer warrior, and a woman I look up to. She is also a loving mother to two young men, Noel and Kevin. Sybil, welcome to today's episode, and thank you for agreeing to be here today. How are you? Hi. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So excited to have you today. Um, so for the audience to get to know you, I want to ask you some this or that questions. You good for it? Right. Good. Go ahead. Summer or winter? Winter. Phone call or text message? Both. <laughs> Chinese food or Indian food? Both. <laughs> Reading or writing? Reading. Chocolate or cheesecake? Cheesecake. Laundry or dishes? Mm, laundry. Online shopping or in-store shopping? Both. Coffee or tea? Coffee. TV or book? Book. A Bible, book, or electronic? Bible. Bible book. Book. Yay. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Um, so talk to us about you. Who are you? And what are your passions? What keeps you going? What is your relationship with Jesus? Okay. Who am I? You know, if people ask me generally, who am I? I tell them that I'm a Jesus follower. And, you know, so then I tell them that, yeah, then I tell them, okay, um, you know, my I am a pastor's wife. My husband is a senior pastor and, you know, of a church here in Dallas right now. And uh, I have two boys, 14 and 16. And as a family, we serve the Lord. Yeah. So this is all about me. And if you ask me about my passion, you know, I there is only one passion in me that remains forever. You know, that is to serve the Lord. And rest all the other passions that I want to 
develop you know it all fails after some time oh, yeah. you know like gardening and you know the trying to get into something else you know it all fails after some time you know i lose my interest but to serve the lord you know that passion is like too deep inside me and i want to do it more and more like yes. you know um, things like that yeah you know yeah no i was born and raised in a christian family you know my parents you know raised me up fearfully and you know with lot of reverence but then and i never had the passion to serve the lord and that developed you know during my college days uh, through one of my friend you know she's a sri lankan friend she helped me to grow stronger in the lord and from there my passion started to develop to serve the lord and that's how you know i came to this journey to serve the lord Amen. yeah that is my this is about me great great today we're going to you wanted to talk to us about a season in your life that you endured um you um lost a baby and you had a battle with right. um having a hard time to have another baby so talk to us about that season yeah you know i got married in the year of 2001 and then you know like every couple you know you know people you know when i wanted to you know we we decided okay uh, we will have children later on you know but then you know when i see other families you know with the, the, the tiny babies walking around you know holding the baby and you know playing with the babies and i would, i you know i wanted to have a baby and then you know then i started realizing that you know it is so difficult in me and you know i get conceived and then i lose my baby i get conceived and i lose let's like i'm having miscarriages like four miscarriages happened in a row and then found out that and it is so difficult for me and you know but i prayed and prayed and prayed and finally you know i i i was conceived again and you know that carried on and i and in my seventh month of pregnancy i came to know that i'm you know my the baby that i'm going and the baby that in my womb is has hydrocephalus spina bifida and because of that you know my baby's lower limb will be paralyzed and there will not be any urorectum control and when that information you know came after the scanning you know i was like i was shattered you know and you know and there were many thoughts and there were many opinions that came from my family many opinions that came from from the people around that saying that you know it's not worth having this baby you know that's you know this at the 7th month yes i came to know this in the 7th month wow. so this was the explanation that came to me after the scanning you know this this will be the the consequences so it's just you know you need to decide whether you want to have this baby or not you know so well, you know myself and my husband you know we prayed and then you know and you know we spoke to our parents you know and then you know we prayed we did, we had a three days fasting and praying and then you know we finally decided no matter what we will bring you no know, i will bring this baby out and let's see what's going to happen you know rest is at the hands of the lord if god wants to heal the baby let him heal otherwise i will face it because it is god who gives life and it is god who takes it let god's name alone be praised mm-hmm. and and with that boldness you know on um june 11th that's supposed to be yesterday um june 11th you know i gave birth to my son and and you know, we named him as alan caleb thomas and mm-hmm. june 18th lord took him back wow. and and all that doctor, 
yeah, eight days. And then all that the doctor said, it was all found in the baby. Though we prayed, we fasted and we prayed and, you know, uh, you know, all, you know, but, you know, God's plan was different. And when June 18th, when God took him, you know, just it happened at 3 p.m. And around 2.56, 2 2.55 or 2.56 p.m., you know, God told me to get out of the room, you know, where my baby is lying and told me to go separate yourself and pray for your child. And, you know, I... And, and, you know, and uh, the, the feeling that I had is, okay, God is going to do a miracle now. God is going to, you know, deliver my baby and going to give me back my baby. That was the feeling I had. And, you know, as and I started praying and I prayed so powerfully. And, you know, I felt the anointing of the Lord inside me and, and I was praying so hard. And, and I, by 258, you know, the, the, you know, I heard an inner voice, the spirit of the Lord talking to me that, you know, why don't you give your child to me? pray and give him to me and you know I said Lord I'm giving my child to you Lord and when I said it and then, then you know then I and before I said amen I my dad came to my room and said Sybil don't cry your baby's gone this is you were in the hospital or at no no we were we, we were at home you know the, after two days you know the hospital said we cannot do anything with the baby so you can take your baby in the seven days that you had him was he eating and drinking and all of that yeah okay i mean drinking yeah in that seven days okay usually um in the, i had my baby on the eighth month okay the seventh month i came to know and the eighth month i delivered my baby and in two days i you know they gave my baby home and you know i, I used to sing songs to my baby and when i give my little finger you know my pinky finger it holds and when i give when i feed him it, it drinks my milk you know wow. you know yeah. And, you know, when I call him, you know, hey, baby, you know, it smiles and winks at me. But, you know, the baby had that hydrocephalus. The baby had that, you know, that spina bifida, that, the, the lump behind, in the, the behind, like, in you know, the spine area. Yeah, the baby had it. But then, you know, the baby used to smile at me. When I give my fingers, it used to hold. And, and you know, I had the real experience of a baby, like the baby who does it in, 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 uh, in, the, in the first three months, you know, the third month, like, you know, baby cries, smile at you, hold your fingers. You know, all that my baby was doing in the seven days. Wow, baby smiling. Yeah, the baby was smiling. You know, it recognized my voice. It recognized my voice and the baby was smiling at me. So, and, but I know when Lord told me to give your child to me, you know, I did it, but I was expecting a different answer. But then my dad came and told me, your baby's gone. Your baby's gone, you know. What did you feel at that time? What did you tell Jesus at that time? Okay, well, you know, I cried. I cried and cried and cried and cried, you know. And that pain was so intense, you know. I cried and cried and it's a lot. Lord, this was not that I was expecting, mm -hmm. you know. But then... And the Lord started consoling me, saying that, you know, you prayed and gave it to me. Then why don't you, why, why do you cry? Don't you love me? You know, but I denied that, you know, when I was here, as I was hearing this voice, you know, I'm denying, I'm denying it. I don't want to hear that voice at that time. You know, you prayed and gave it to me. Don't you love me? Of course, I love my Jesus. I gave it to him. But then, you know, the losing a child, because after, after losing four four infant I can say that you know after four miscarriages and then you know you prayed and you get a child and you're losing it after eight days you know that pain was so much in me my expectations my dreams you know it was all I don't know 
uh, it was it was all nowhere and when i see many women you know who got you know, my friends and other women who carries a baby who walk around you know i also had dreams and you know and what who, who whom i have i don't have any child to hold to myself i don't have any baby to be called as myself and nobody will know that you know i will i was a mother once mm-hmm. nobody knows that and it's that inner pain inside me that you know hey i'm back to the square one again i don't have a baby i don't have you know I, i'm just left alone with me and my husband alone that's heartbreaking yeah it's hard. if there is one big change that brought into your life the person you are what would you say that change would be this season okay this season i would say that you know during that season you know i i became a fighter you know but i became you know in that season i should say that you know later on you know i can say that i started encouraging myself and that encouragement and to be a fighter that has literally brought me this far and that is what i'm doing it even right now i am a fighter i will not give up easily unless and until the, you know i get the assurance from the lord that you know to to give up only then i will give up otherwise i will fight and i will fight and i will encourage myself wow wow so because when you look, I, when you look in retrospect what are some things you would have done differently in that season if you would you have done anything differently at all knowing what you know today hmm um i don't think i will i it, you know to be honest i don't know the answer for that because you know the loss and the grief is always the same for every person in every season yeah. and to do something differently i don't know i i i it, it all depends on what i face now uh, well um i, I know I, i think i'll i'll be just the same as i was those days because you know only those experiences has made me to be a fighter and an encourager yeah. right it's only yeah so you know it's let i i will not do anything different i'll continue to fight and and i will learn from it it's only because i went through those you know i can now when i see women you know who goes through similar situations like me or stim- similar struggles like this i can i can encourage them i can understand their pain if you know if i would have done something differently i don't know how i will how much i can do justice to their feelings and you know to when they share with me or when they when they share their problems with me or when i hear them you know i uh, i can understand them now yes so if I not in go ahead yeah if not then i wouldn't be i wouldn't be able to be with them when i won't be able to understand them it's like just like hearing another story and say oh it's really sad you know right but right. yeah so i read this somewhere right it said pain will be with you for the rest of your life grief mm-hmm. would grow smaller and it will get tapped less often but the pain mm-hmm. will be just as overwhelming and just as confusing and just as debilitating as it was on the very first day so i was thinking that is so true the pain that we went through a season like the heartbreak all of that could come back like real fresh um do you feel like that sometimes when you think for example yesterday was june 11th do you feel that you still live that pain yeah you know that pain that inner pain will be there but god has given us an inner healing it's so it will not pull me back 
Good. So the pain will always be, you know, my son's name again was Alan Caleb Thomas. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that middle name, Caleb, I gave it to my son now, Noel. And I have two boys now. Yeah. The oldest one, Noel, who's 16. And I gave him that name, that middle name, Caleb. Wow. So that pain will always be there. You know, Alan cannot be compared to Noel and Kevin. And so, yeah, and that pain will always be there. But in, it doesn't it doesn't block me to go forward. Right. And the assurance, you know, and the assurance I have is my child, my baby is with Jesus. Yeah. And so I, I need to live. Yeah. Go ahead. And I need to live right with the Lord to see him. Yes. Yes. And I, yes. hear, I hear you several times saying, God told me this. God told me that. And that is like a passion in my life. I need to hear God's voice, you know? So, yeah. I mean, I am so encouraged and I want to encourage all the viewers to hear, to learn to hear the voice of God. Uh, so that that is such a wonderful experience. And I, and I see that you do experience that daily, correct? Is that right? Yeah, right, right. Right, right. So at this time, um, so you you talked about having uh, four miscarriages prior to that. And, and I know the heartache was not just for that eight days or that three months. So you've been going through this heartache for a while during that season. So how mm-hmm. did you cope best? What did you do to cope? And uh, what, what, what worked for you and what did not work at that time? Okay. The miscarriages I had, only me and my husband knew it and nobody else knew it. Not even my parents, my brother, my, no, no, none of, both our parents didn't know it. Then my brother, I just have, a, I have one brother and my husband has no siblings and none of them knew it. None of them knew it. None of my friends knew it. It's only between me and my husband, you know. So, and, and the pain that we went through was a vacuum, you know. Mm-hmm. it's like it's like a vacuum we don't know what to do next you know we don't know how it's going to work we don't know whether it's going to have we are going to have another baby again and you know uh, that pain is like what is next now are we going were to live in like ministry at the time Sibyl yes we were in the ministry I got married to a pastor he was doing his seminary studies and he was an associate pastor so mm-hmm. and you know Again, meeting people, talking to them, and all this was very difficult. And you know, coming from you know, I was in those days. I was in India, so you know, the the culture and 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 the people whom are whom I'm associated with, you know, they keep asking me a lot of questions, and you know, that was so difficult for me to answer yeah, because you know, why are you not having a baby? Kind of questions. Right? Yeah. Right, and not only that, you know, the one of the questions they kept on asking me is. You are a pastor and family, you know, what is your next step? When are you going to have a baby? You know, you know, those kind and 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 those questions are like quite personal to me. How did yeah. you respond to those? I don't respond. I stay quiet. Wow. You know, there were several times that I stayed quiet. You know, I hear them and I stay quiet. And I don't I don't answer because I don't have an answer. And and you know, miscarriage is something so private in me. Yeah, it, and nobody knows it, it with family. I, no, no, I didn't share it. I didn't share it with anyone because I don't want to share it. I don't know how they take it. Right. Because none of my I knew that my parents or my brother and family, none of them, you know, they had any. They never had any miscarriages. You know, my mother never had, my mother-in-law, she never had it. My sister-in-law, she never had it. They don't know this pain. Yeah, that and next to my, my friend. next question, which says, 
uh, which is like you had your people around you, right? You had your family. You said your husband, um, pastor, was an only son. So, um, so what is the thing just to put language around your feeling? What is it that you wish that your people, your village, your family did or did not do in that season? What do you wish now? And I try to be a good listener. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they, people are good in giving ad- advices. People are good in, uh, good in, you know, say that it's okay. It's okay. You know, you're, yeah, you're, you know, you can have many more children. You know, those are the kind of words. Maybe it's not, you know, the timing of God. You know, God has a timing. God has a perfect will, you know, so we just have to wait on the Lord. You know, those were the kind of words that I keep hearing, you know, in general, you know. So those things will not help. So I wish, you know, they, the people were good listener, you know, like you know, when some. Yeah, when someone talks to you, you know, when someone shares their problems to you or, you know, try to understand them and, you know, at least listen to them. You know, I wish, you know, that would have happened. You know, I wish I had somebody around. Good advice. So what is this one word of wisdom that you would give someone who's walking this kind of a path today? What is your wisdom? Okay. Uh, the, uh, one word of wisdom you find to say is, Hold on to God. No, there will not be anyone. There will not be anyone who can understand you. There will not be anyone who can understand you. Hold on to him and encourage yourself. Be a fighter. This is not just one word, you know. This is like, you know, what I experienced them saying, you know. Be a fighter. Be an encourager. Hold on to God. And if you want to cry, cry. But let that be in your private chamber. And always remember, Jesus is not just your public friend. He's your private friend too. Amen. Hallelujah. He's your private friend. He's not just your public friend. He's your private friend. Yes. If only we all can experience that friendship in the privacy of our life. Right? Right. Right. Any closing thoughts, Sibyl? Yeah, this is my closing thought. Hold on to Jesus. Never leave him. Unless and until God tells you, okay, leave it. Only then you should drop it. Until then, hold on. Be a fighter. And always remember, no one can understand your deepest longing other than your Jesus. And that is why he's your private friend. Amen. Amen. That is my closing thought. One last question. What if you, you know, this is a funny question, but it, what is the one advice you would give your 20-year-old self or whatever age you were at that time? What is that one word of advice you would give yourself? Mm, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah. mm, I think we did all everything right, right? Right. We probably you know, should have done this, or I, if I got a chance to go back to that stage now, mm-hmm. you know, not that any <laughs> is too, but what is the <laughs> advice? Mm-hmm. Can't think of anything. I would spend more time with God than asking him questions and say, thank you, Lord, and I'll keep praising him. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Because I never praised him. You know, I was rather, I was asking him more and more and more questions, questions and questions and questions. Yeah. But instead, yeah. And he is good at doing his job. He, He is good at being God. 
So yeah, we forget to praise God, right? That is an amazing answer. Yes. We forget mm -hmm. to praise God in our situations. Mm -hmm. And you know, the Bible says, be thankful to God at all times. Amen. Rejoice in the Lord. You know, so those things I was missing, and it's very difficult, but then I was missing those things those days, you know. Be thankful. Yes, yes. And rejoice in the Lord. God gives and God takes. Let his name be glorified. That mentality or that thought, if I had, that would have been better, you know. Yeah, amazing. Would you pray, Sybil? Would you pray for me? Would you pray for the listeners? Would you pray for someone who needs redemption from that kind of a situation? Yeah. Okay. Father God, I come at this precious time in your hands, Lord. Lord, thank you, Lord, that you've been a silent listener to our conversation, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you are a God who knows our heart, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you that you 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 always answer to the deepest desire and longings of our heart, Lord. Now, Lord, I this time, Lord, I come into your, I know into your hands, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for encouraging her, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for being with her, Lord. And thank you, Lord, for strengthening her, Lord Jesus, Lord. And I also pray for the people who are listening to me right now, Lord. Whoever is going through the same pain that I have um, that I have gone through, Lord, I give them into your hands, Lord. Lord, you be their silent listener, Lord. You encourage them, Lord. Help them to move forward, Lord. Help them not to give up, Lord. Rather, Lord, help them to hold closer to you, Lord Jesus, Lord. Help them to stay closer to you, Lord. Hold them, Lord, in your hands, Lord. And continue to strengthen them with your spirit, Lord Jesus, Lord. And Lord, continue to bless them, Lord. Make them understand that, Lord Jesus, that he is a God who never gives up, Lord. And he's a God who gives life, life and abundance, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for listening and praise. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you for that powerful prayer. So family, we heard Sybil Thomas today. She calls herself a follower of Jesus, a follower of Christ. How powerful is that? How powerful to say, this is who I am. I am a follower of Jesus. Uh, and she is a, she became a fighter for going through this season. God made her a fighter and she keeps on fighting until until God tells her to stop. And that is an amazing testimony, Sybil. And I really thank God for you in my life as a friend, as a prayer partner, as my first lady. I look up to you <laughs> and I pray over you. I bless you. Your family is a blessing to me personally. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for listening to us. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Anu, for inviting me. God bless you. All right. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next hero on Be The Salt podcast. Please rate and review the podcast. Also, like our Facebook page, Be The Salt, and follow us on IG at Be The Salt. If you would like to be a guest in one of the episodes to share your story, please reach out to me on any of the above platforms. See you next time.